Welcome. To Arcade Audio. to shared history what can history do for you oh well i can tell you what it should do it should remind me of mistakes that i shouldn't repeat okay but how often does that actually happen not often because i wasn't paying attention in class <laughs> don't um, tell all of my history teachers from high school who i am still on a speak <laughs> and have a speaking relationship with i wasn't paying attention in class either natalie which is why i'm not a historian are you Oh, I'm definitely not a historian, but I do know how to do a good little Google. So welcome to Googled history. <laughs> you know, when we can get like a, a firsthand primary source in there, it's like, are we actually historians? Like, am I, am I Indiana Jones over here? When I do more research than it seems one of my sources has done because they're saying something is true that like 18 other sources has been like mm, that's a rumor then i feel like a historian but You're like me and fellow scholarly scholars <laughs> agree i can't even talk i was gonna say colleagues because you're well, that's great. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a break from the talkie talkie uh, because <laughs> we are neither we are it, we are neither historians nor colleagues nor scholars, <laughs> but we have as our guest today an academic, Doff's fancy I don't know fancy cap and gown fancy mortarboard. This is a friend of mine. Uh, selfishly, as always, but a PhD student in higher education at Azusa. She works at the University of Puget Sound, and I know her from high school because we were on the executive board of Theater Central, our drama club, aka <laughs> the biggest, most active club in the school. It's Tolo Taiwo! Yay! I don't know why I'm cheering for myself. I'm so excited. You should no, you should cheer for yourself. <laughs> Take it. That was a hell of an intro, Natalie. Like... Yeah, cheer for yourself. Yes. Yay! Yeah. Oh, I also, I forgot one other thing from Tolu's official bio intro TM. Um, Tolu's also a bad bitch. Thank you. I have it in writing, and yes. I I can give you a first-person account that Tolu is a bad bitch, so. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't know if you could say that on the show, even though we talked about you could swear, but once you, when you didn't put it in, I was like, oh, maybe... <laughs> Maybe. No, it's because you're put... going to name I was, my official I was waiting. title. I was like, this, is, this is upsetting. I'm waiting. <laughs> I worked very hard for this title of bad bitch, and <laughs> if I don't get it, Tolu that's is a like bad a... bitch. Thank you. That's like when someone gets their doctorate in like a non-medical field, and someone's having a heart attack on an airplane, and they're like, "Is there a doctor?" And they're like, "Yes." Of higher education. Of higher education. Yeah, of higher education at Aziza Pacific. <laughs> That's going to be me on planes. And then yes. and then the person's about to have a heart attack. She's like, also, I'm a bad bitch. Do not forget that for my title. <laughs> Ma'am, sit down. 
Please no, lift your yeah. seat to an upright position. I am I am bad bitch PhD. So <laughs> I love that y'all are saying this too because no one's ever called me a bad bitch. So I was hoping, Natalie, that if you said it, we could start the rumor. Like literally, it's I just put stick. it in my bio. Yes. Now everyone's going like everyone's gonna be like. I don't know. I heard it on a very official podcast mm-hmm. that Tolu mm-hmm. is a bad They're bitch. They're almost historians. Yeah. <laughs> they said they do their research, so they must know must if Tolu is a bad bitch. Absolutely. We know these things to be true. Yes. Tolu, so I... you're a PhD in higher ed. May I yes. ask why? <laughs> that wasn't yes. meant to sound accusatory. <laughs> It kind of is. Can I ask your question with the question? Were you expecting it to be something else? Or no, that's no. Such a thing a teacher would say. That's is. so higher ed. That's so higher ed. Yeah, giving me I some. I learned that in my PhD program. <laughs> giving me some mean flashbacks to college. Uh, no, I, I'm just, I'm just curious. What, what made you want to pursue a higher education of higher education? Yes. Studying colleges in college. Um, I was a journalism major in undergrad. I liked it. It was fine. I had a good time, but not a great time. And I did a lot of working with, uh, I guess, other college students when I was a college student, doing a lot of student affairs things. Um, And I was like, I wish I could have this as a job. And then folks said that you could go to school and have this as a job. And so here I am. That's a very incomplete story, but that's my truth. No. Don't you hate when you don't realize something's a job and then like, no, you can, you can yes. do that. Yes. I was a camp counselor my whole life. And I was like, oh, if I could just be a professional camp counselor, that would be great. And then my friend Maddie was like, I run a camp and I basically <laughs> just majored in camp games and stuff. And I was like, wait, what? I didn't know this was an option. <laughs> I spent so it's like much recreational money. facilitation something was a major. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so I'm going back to school. This is what yes. happens. Oh, no, I'm not. No, she's really. not. Oh, <laughs> y'all. This is I'm so excited. Also a teacher response. I was so excited for you. This is great, though. Tolu, we haven't talked much since we were like 18. But uh, <laughs> if I recall correctly, and I think that I do... Tolu is delightfully gullible, so we could just make things up in this podcast, and Tolu would probably be bad. I'm just gonna start reeling you. Especially because I'm like, for like a theater kid, I'm like weirdly nervous. So I'm like, I would, I'm just gonna be like, yeah, of course. Like I'll just get excited. You could tell me almost anything, but now see why would you tell me that? Because now I'm not gonna believe. A word. Now you're gonna be second guessing. See, this is everything. So, we want to start you on your heels, all right? We want to make you nervous. <laughs> so undergraduate in journalism, now now pursuing that food in higher ed. Uh, I think yep. that's how they pronounce it. Do you like history? If you're a journalism major, I mm. feel like research comes with the territory there. So yes. you, in, you enjoy research. But yes. did you actually like history as a youth? In school. I feel like I... I have, I have no memory of a lot of high school, so I feel like the answer besides besides theater essential. Besides I was going to say I take things, that I take that. I know, personally. I know you're about to fight me. As someone Reach who over. peaked in high school, everyone needs to remember <laughs> me in high school. Natalie, you were unforgettable. I remember you in high school, part because we were 
we did the same things for many hours after school. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I, oh, I, and I figured y'all were going to ask me that. Why is this a hard question to answer? I don't think I had a bad time. I don't think I had a great time. I think I just had a, like a time. It just existed. It just was. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. We, we usually start with like asking like, oh, kind of like, what's your favorite kind of history on your own? And it's kind of turned into like, did you like history in school? And I feel like this is just kind of turning into indictment on history in schools and we just want to fix it and make mm-hmm. sure people enjoy it more. So all the history teachers out there, it, I guess, I guess we're shitting on you right now, but no, make no, it better. Because no. I like, I liked history in school, but <laughs> it was because I, f- it was because in middle school, I had a lot of history teachers who were like the history teacher or the geography teacher, but like you were really there to coach the football team oh, so they the PE teacher yes. yeah so they were they were a great time and then in high school history at our high school i felt like the most some of the most eccentric teachers were history teachers i feel like you hear that and it's yes. like the theater or the english teachers but yep. if you were looking for some crazy hair and some hand talkers <laughs> at Naperville Central High School it was the humanities department all the way absolutely also we got to we had there were some really weird topics that you could take uh like everyone knows I always talk about the golden age of the Mediterranean but also <laughs> I took I think it was the Vietnam War through film or I think it was U.S. history Whoa. through film but we really only paid attention to the Vietnam War for some reason there was a lot of movies done about that. There was a yeah. lot of film to be done then. So this is I not an like indictment. something is oh. wrong with I don't remember any of that. I feel like maybe after I hit 21, everything became clear. Because if you had asked me, like, what classes did you take or history classes, I, w- I would have been like, oh. All I remember is we took American history. And I had to have taken more, right? Because I was there for four years. Yeah, I remember, like, there's, like, <laughs> like U.S. history, whatever. Right? Natalie... You remember the specific like course title and description, and you still have all of your notebooks. So I'm starting to think maybe Natalie's weird here. Natalie, you have all of your notebooks. We are not the same. Some of, <laughs> them, some of the them, same. Some of them are in this very room. I, 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 I literally, uh, um, Mr. Holmberg, who I had for anthropology, which I took as a senior, which is not a senior level class. It's like a sophomore class, but I just really wanted to have him as a teacher um because that's the type of things i did he texted me the other day because i had told him i still had my notebook and i think he needed something because he texted me and asked me if i still had my notebook and i was like no i literally just threw it out a week ago and he's like oh never mind and i'm like did you need your notes from me my class now natalie (laughs) like sorry sorry that i no longer have that notebook that i've clearly held on to for 11 12 years Anyway, so, it's not about me or Mr. Holmberg. So, Tolu, you have no memories of anything like, was, in life before I, the age of 18. But I was now, like, who is that man? Like, I, I, <laughs> so so when, when consciousness arrived in mm-hmm. your adult brain, what kind of history did you or do you now kind of gravitate towards? Or at least you hear about it and you're like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I like that. I appreciate that, Cassie. Because <laughs> um, I was really concerned. I was like, did we go to the same high school? Everything is As a blur Natalie, from when I was I like don't 16. remember who that man is. Um, I gravitate towards, and this is part of my topic, which we can get into now or later, but um, histories, that t- very feminist histories, 
histories that focus on um, just black communities, just very social justice oriented histories. Like I'll, I'll, I feel like I do like history if liking history means that you'll go down like a Wikipedia rabbit hole. And I've done, mm-hmm. I've done a, I've done a Wikipedia, Wik- whoa, I've done a Wikipedia rabbit hole before. So yeah. Have you ever played what is, it's like the Wikipedia game where you pick two topics and then you you click on the the link to the next page and see how many clicks it takes you to get to the other topic. No, we should play that if we have time at the end. I don't to run your show. Okay, cool. Just, just <laughs> or it's after. great. We used to do that a lot in college. I feel like there's a lot of things that we used to do on the internet in college that if you tried to explain it to somebody in college now, they'd be like, but why? There's all of these streaming things and all of these games and all of this. And it's like, yeah, but like, have you ever tried to get from one Wikipedia article to another Wikipedia? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever raced your friends to see who could name the state capitals <laughs> faster oh, on Sporkle? <laughs> oh my God, I love Sporkle. Okay, uh, so, so Tolu, a lot of feminist his, uh, history and uh, social justice that stuff's interesting because it's it feels very pertinent and popular like now like with everything going on in the world but also I feel like that is some of the most interesting stuff because of like why we started the podcast yes. uh, people get bored with history because we hear the same history over and over mm-hmm. and it feels like we're starting to get like new history books and new history lessons not in actual school books whatever but just, you know, opening up Facebook or reading an article on something, I feel like I'm always finding out more stuff mm-hmm. that like, why didn't I know that? I should be learning this. Yes. I think that's why a lot of that is so interesting and easy to gravitate towards right now, too. Yes. I also fi- I also feel like, and maybe this, maybe this is why I don't remember much of high school and who even knows because it could have just been for a host of reasons. But I also feel like these histories make me feel seen because I'm, I'm, oh yeah, folks can't see. I'm a black woman. And so seeing histories about black women just in the United States and just globally, A, makes me feel seen and, and B, I think what you were saying too, Cass, like I always am like, why didn't we learn about this in school? Now, Natalie, if we did learn about this in school, because cool, apparently I don't remember shit, please text me afterwards. I was thinking about that. I was I like, was... what if I say... Listen, I loved our history it. classes, but because we could get into some weird niche things, but like, I feel like the most woke history class I took, that's not the right word, was was comparative religions. Because otherwise all the other classes were still, uh, and that wasn't history, that was just was humanities. All the other well, history classes were still like this fat old white dude and that fat old white dude and here's three million dates of battles in the civil war that you don't really need to know well and the fact like even just the word you use right there like feminist history black history uh, it shouldn't be niche they're othered oh you know i have all of my credits i get to now take this cool class because you know i don't need it but i really want to take it like yeah it's it's annoying that that's my biggest pet peeve that it's othered like already history. in what you call it. Yeah. Like, we've already othered mm-hmm. it by calling it Black history, by calling it feminist mm-hmm. history, instead of just being like, mm-hmm. it's history. Yes. Like, Black feminists made a lot of what the country is and other countries are, and so it's annoying that... So much of my list of topics that I want to mm-hmm. cover are Black women. <laughs> like, yes, so much of my list are are women of color, Black women specifically, and I'm like... Part of me is always like, I gotta space them out. And then I'm like, or I could just, you know, do a season where I'm just talking about 
amazing do it black women in american history and amazing black women yes. in african history and but it's not about me and my topic it's about <laughs> you and your topic so you already kind of queued up your yourself up a nice little segue since you said that yeah. you said that what you love about history uh pertains to what you researched and put together for us today so what have yes. you what, ha, what tell us a story I will. I'm. I'm excited and nervous, and excited and nervous, and I'm. I'm in here and excited and nervous because I. So first of all, for those of you who can't see me, which is everybody, podcasting is a visual cast. medium. <laughs> yes, I was like, look at this. Nobody can see any of this shit. So I've created um, a double-sided poster board with post-it notes. Um, that doesn't explain my topic at all, but that's just in case you hear me flipping through post-it notes, that's why. In case um, you wanted a window into Tolu's very, very soul. Yeah, yes, and these are not in any order. I mean, they're in some order, but I mean, we're, we're just going to take a journey. So I, <laughs> the topic that I emailed Cass and Natalie was revolution. And I would like to talk about the events that have led up in Nigeria specifically, to the NSARS movement. If that, I was gonna say if that's okay, but it, it is okay because I'm here and we're talking about it. Please do. <laughs> right. So the, just for, okay, I, I have just so much things to give context. Where do we even start from this board? I don't even know. Okay, I think something just to like, just to right off the bat, so my parents are from Nigeria, so this is like super important to me. Um, my whole family is from Nigeria, but, like, but I am a generation that was born into the United States. Um, I say that, A, just to give, I guess, more context about myself, but also, B, I understand that I sound like higher ed Barbie. These, some of these pronunciations are, are not going to be, I try my best. I try my best I'm here, right? So that's just a, I just, I have this vision of somebody in Nigeria listening to this and they're like, what the hell? And I'm like, I don't know. I tried. I tried. I practiced. I practiced. Um, freedom to fail. To honor, freedom to fail. To, ah. What do you say? I said you have the freedom to fail. I see. Thank you. Oh, listen. Um, so yeah. So I think growing up, we even in my own family. So my parents immigrated in the '80s. I was born in '91, and my parents didn't really talk about like the Nigerian Civil War or revolutionaries or revolutions. And I don't. I don't really blame them. I'm sure they learned about it in school, but like we talked about, we never learned about it in Naperville Central. And um, right, Natalie, am I? Did, we never learned about the it. Class? No, you're okay. You're cool. Correct. Just because I don't want to embarrass <laughs> Hold myself on, let on me this check, podcast. Let me check my stack of notebooks from. <laughs> Can you actually from... text um, that man that I, I'm sure he was a teacher of mine and he's great? Natalie, <laughs> you are Tolu's primary source. I am. <laughs> now I'm gonna be all my post notes. Something? I'm gonna be like, do you remember this, Natalie, in class? Um, I just don't want to embarrass myself on this podcast. So we embarrass ourselves I... every week on this podcast. So you'll look great by comparison listen i this is making me feel better um so yeah so i just kind of wanted to talk about just revolutions that led up to hashtag nsars um and i guess for folks who may know or may not know or or know but want to just remind themselves of what they know um it's a movement that has been taking place for a couple of years actually but recently um in october in nigeria and it's basically asking to end the special um anti-robbery services which is another fancy word for police so um it's nigerian youth asking to end police brutality so i was i um was originally going to talk about that history of higher ed which would have been fitting but then i was like i'll just say that for i guess another history podcast here we go we're starting off i'm gonna take you to a time on this board we're gonna start in 1861 let's just let's just start it's a there good year. Great, great year 
wonderful year, wonderful year. So I guess something to remember that we all kind of know is that a lot of West Africa from Senegal, Senegal down to Angolia, so which includes the kind of that coast where Nigeria is, was the hub of the transatlantic, transatlantic slave trade. As we know that a lot of things here in the United States and other countries are built on the backs of black people. And so with that, like so many people were gone from their indigenous lands and it left a lot of countries shaken. And so that's just kind of where we are in 1861. Like the like slavery is going on um, in some parts, it's ending, but there's just a lot of shit going on. So in 1861, did I say 1961 just now? This is going to be a mess. We're just going to get into it. Oh, perfect. Yeah, perfect. Um, and Cass should know so she regularly says 19, she regularly changes what century we're in in the middle of her it's topics. So, so confusing. <laughs> so trust yes, us. Thank you. Yeah, just, you got it. Okay, cool. I feel like for somebody who did theater, like I just said, I'm a little too nervous, but I'm also excited. So we're just going to let this carry me. So 1861, Lagos, which is a huge city in Nigeria, um, was taken over by British forces. Um, and I'm going to say a lot of just like in this discussion today probably just a lot of like fuck these british forces i'm sure people from britain are wonderful i'm excited colonial britain kind of sucks i so think I'm the just gonna... brits know that they sucked back then too <laughs> i feel like okay i feel like everybody is aware i just don't want angry like listener letters so oh we'll forward you know, them to you absolutely and i'll answer the... bad bitch i'll answer them with a the quickness yes! yes i'm like fuck you the end that's not eloquent but that's what i'm gonna say so essentially Britain has been coming in, but they came in in this year with just like a heart of, I guess what they said was that they wanted to, you know, spread Christianity and the Lord and all that. And they just had this compassion for Nigerian tribes and they wanted to end kind of tribal wars. But they actually just, of course, had a thirst for like expansion and money. So they kind of came in, started some conglomerates, you know, the whole deal. And then something that also is important too this year is that the colonial governor, John Glover, created Hausa militant tribes. In Nigeria, there are a lot of different tribes. Like uh, there's more than I could count. And again, like I, I mean, maybe I'll start to count them soon. But there's three major tribes. It's Hausa, Yoruba, and Igbo. And with each tribe, of course, like there's different cultural forces and different cultural things. And so in 19, in, uh, uh, see, in 1861, when Hausa tribes were created, they were actually in non-Hausa locations. And so right off the bat, you have European forces coming in, creating like police force, essentially not really paying folks, not really giving them like any, like, I don't know, like training, I guess, putting them into like not their tribe's location. So they're not really helping other people um, outside their tribe, right? So there's just a lot of folks kind of just essentially come in and playing a big game of terrible game of chess with people's lives and tribes. Right after that happened around 1914, somebody whose name is Lord Frederick Lugard took kind of all the okay. colonies. And so what do you say? Do you know this man? No, I just, I just no, like just that name. It just sounds fancy. Yes, yes. It sounds like somebody who's going to, yes. I was like, oh, see, this is where I'm going to check with Natalie. Like, did we learn about this man? Again, no. just like I said, I really if don't we, myself. If we spent time learning about every colonizer in high school, I would be angrier yeah. about a lot more things. And I would hate, <laughs> I would hate history a lot more. See, I feel like if maybe just to like, to just cover my bases, if there's somebody that we learned, you can just kind of buzz me in or take a shot or whatever feels 
<laughs> Whatever feels natural to you, just. All right, hold on, hold on. I got a bottle of tequila. Let's. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. We okay. See, I didn't know we were allowed to bring tequila to this. I have my. Beer, oh, I'm but... kidding. I don't really have it. But if we're playing a shot game, I'll go get some. What was I rule mean... number one? Well, I mean, as soon as we started, Toe was very gullible. So I was gullible. Like, well, this is gonna be great. <laughs> What's also very dangerous is that if you'll recall, listeners from season one, uh, Cass and I m- made up a unofficial official drinking game, which we have to update now that we're in season three. But one of the rules yeah. is I can't remember if one of the rules is anytime I specifically name drop a teacher I've had, or if it's just anytime Natalie talks about high school, because if it's the latter, this episode has already gotten people shit canned. <laughs> Yes. Stop yes. the podcast now. Yes. Sober up and listen to the rest of it later. <laughs> Natalie, we'd be like maybe six to ten shots in right now. No, maybe. For sure. It, if, at least. But oh take us goodness. back to this okay, fancy so man. Frederick, fancy Frederick Fred. Lugard, this fancy man. Who I'm sure who is an asshole. Shit. Yep, he, yes, I don't know him personally, but may he not rest in peace. I don't know if I can say <laughs> that. I feel that way. About so many men I'm going to mention. Amen. Oh, God. Okay, so he essentially, when um, the British came in, they kind of divvied up the land, which is terrible. But then this man came up and undivvied up the land. So he was like, we're all just going to be the protectorate of Nigeria, which is fine, but not really. Um, This was a mess because these lands should never have been taken by the British. For, For him to just like retake over the lands was instead of kind of like letting them be free i mean then he wouldn't be a colonizer and he is so whatever but also like i said there's so many different tribes and again the biggest ones are yoruba Igbo, and hasa tribes but to combine the lands together he didn't take into consideration that there were different ways of doing things different cultures he was just kind of like everybody's come together we're the get along gang and folks were like i that's a mess so essentially he with other white colonizers contributed to a civil war, which we will get to that happens in 1967. But we're in 19. How'd you like to be the guy that just casually started a civil war? Not that it was casual at all, but like, this guy was just like, "Eh, I don't want to have tribal lines or whatever anymore. Civil war. That's my fault. He just like was like, let's just have everybody get together and didn't do his research. So again, if, I was gonna say if anybody knows him, which makes absolutely no sense. If you know this man <laughs> personally, <laughs> yes. If you know this man, call six three zero. No, don't call me. I'll we're gonna you. we're gonna get a milk carton and just put his face on it. Yes. Have you, if somebody have you seen this and he's walking around. Just have you seen this colonizer? <laughs> oh my god! Listen, if I I don't even know where I was going with that joke, so we're gonna drop it. But I I like the idea of having colonizer milk cartons <laughs> just to teach just to teach folks. Yeah, oh my goodness. Okay, so fun fact that's not really fun. So this man's wife actually named the actual place Nigeria from because it was close to the Niger River. I don't really know where I was going with that when I wrote it down, but I have a frowny face, so I'm mad at their family. Okay, so the spread of colonial power in just British colonial power around that time just like created the spread of the police force that was created. And so these forces weren't really created to protect anybody, like as the police are not created, but that's a different podcast. If you want to talk about United States police force, but um, they were really created to protect the British 
that were occupying lands and also created to just treat local communities like trash. So there are three instances of anti-colonial resistances that the police force came in and brutalized communities. I realized that I, for this podcast, could have picked one and gone in detail, but that's not my style. So we have post-it notes galore. <laughs> the first one that I'm going to talk about is actually, I mean, it's not my favorite because I'm upset this happened, but it's one of my favorites to talk about. So it's the ABBA women's riots in 1929. So again, Britain's in here, they're coming in, they've like divvied up and undivvied up, but they're still colonizing folks. Um, and so they actually have come in and put something called an indirect rule in which they are like essentially electing people to rule their economy. So like, you seem like somebody who will do what we want. Like you can be the representative of your city or like you seem like one cool dude that's for colonization in your town. Like you're gonna, they're basically placing people in there. It's um, like it's like Umbridge's crew in Harry Potter. Oh, what's that? The, I can't remember what they're called, but the one The task force thing. Yeah. That she was like, You seem down to oppress your fellow students. You're a deputy now of you're a deputy Umbridge. I have a confession to make and I feel like this is also gonna get me hate mail. I wasn't allowed to read Harry Potter in high school. I actually so I... As, as I was saying that, I was like I remembered that. I was like, yes! Pretty sure Tolu wasn't allowed to read that. No, also, no, 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 no. So I just, I literally just Googled Umbridge Police. <laughs> and it's the Inquisitorial Squad. Yes. Were they, were they just going around like she picked up some kids? It was were like, they students? Think yeah, about She went to students. Yeah. She's like, here, you get a little pin and now you get to go beat up people who you think are, I don't know, friends with Dumbledore. Think Damn. about the Wait, think about the trope. Yeah. Think about the trope of like the hall monitor who's like way too into having the power of being a hall monitor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that, or you know, think and of the ad police. Think of the police also. Then. Yeah, just the just the police. Just think of the see. I we just undid the metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> we just undid the metaphor and went back to what we're basically all actually just talking about. <laughs> No, this is good. This is a perfect metaphor that I did not know, but that I learned in real time as we were talking about this metaphor that we ended. I like this. Hey, Cass. Yes, Nat? Would you say you wear your love of Iowa on your sleeve? You know what? I I would actually. Is it because you regularly shop at Raygun? Oh, you mean the greatest store in the universe? The most important clothing store the earth has ever seen since the early Mesozoic era? The one that started in Iowa and now has stores throughout the Midwest? Mm Mm-hmm. That's the one. Yeah, I do own a lot of Raygun products, specifically ones that brag about Iowa. So yeah, I guess I literally wear my love of Iowa on my sleeve. Cool. Just checking. Did you know that this podcast is sponsored by Raygun and that Raygun has stores in Des Moines, Chicago, Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, Kansas City, Omaha, or you can shop online at raygunsite.com? Yes. Yes, I know all of that. Of course you do. Use promo code later to save on your next order. You don't need to be obsessed with Iowa to shop there and enjoy their stuff. But it never hurts. <sighs> That's raygunsite.com. Promo code later. So, yes, it was basically like Umbridge's army that was created to destroy Dumbledore in Nigeria with the British. I like that. I need to read more. I need to read more Harry Potter. Okay, so, uh, yes, and this is, so for the Evil tribe, this was way different. So essentially they were, y'all, fuck patriarchy. Essentially they were inputting men. Like, that's, that is what it is. And 
that was different than inputting just like elders of different genders. Um, so there's a lot of patriarchy, just a lot of a mess. Are the night, um, I have and, a question about. I have an answer. Well, I Maybe. hope so because now you've committed to that. Um, <laughs> are Niger in Nigerian tribes? So we're we're in like you said 1889. In now we're in 1929. Oh just shit! Follow uh, right. I jumped and I I think I jumped, unjumped, rejumped. Regardless, yeah, we okay. So in in these Nigerian tribes, were they were they patriarchal tribes or were they matriarchal or were they no Turned gender into... is more powerful? Yeah, archal? it depends on the tribe. Okay. For the Ebal tribe, which is the tribe that I'm talking about now, which is thank you for that clarification because I don't think I gave you the year or the tribe I was talking about. So. This board is not helping me at all. Um, it was a just like an equal decision making between men and women. Okay. So to come in and to and it, specifically elders as well too. Like the focus was on elders. So to come in and put men who were younger in charge, who were again kind of like Umbridge's. I'm gonna just keep using this analogy because it's perfect. Kind of like Umbridge's army, right? Like coming in, not really for the and promoting people to be the police or to be their representatives that weren't for the people was. Quite There's nothing worse than like a little kid being a shit and be like, well, I can tell you what to do now. Like, ah, fuck off. Right. So this is exactly what's kind of happening. And soon there was like a special tax kind of implemented in the market on evil women, if that makes sense. So the thought process was that these men kind of wanted to have more power and stay in power. And the evil women in the market had a lot of like, I think, capital, if that makes sense. Like they were selling things growing things like pretty much feeding in areas and so this tax would have put other nigerians um in surrounding areas at risk um and that was the whole point like they wanted to kind of like squash any power that women had which again fuck patriarchy um and so they put into that tax it was hard for women's businesses um what does this board say yes because many of them supported food to grow in urban populations which is what i said so in 19 so yes we started off in i don't even know where i started off but we're in 1929 right now and so november of that year about 10,000 Igbo women so of that tribe um kind of led a campaign and what's kind of cool about this campaign is that you know they didn't have nobody had phones in 1929 like it, we couldn't just text so they um took some palm leaves so like took like off the tree and would like write the details of the protest that was about to happen on this leaf and then would send it to woman who would send it to woman who would send it to me kind of like a chain mail an activist chain mail it's a right, little phone tree yes like a phone yes like a wait yes like a <laughs> i was gonna say it's like almost literally grassroots campaign but yours was better <laughs> I guess we just met today but we need to also be friends so just, just forever <laughs> yes it was an actual phone tree i love that it was also natalie i will i will accept yours it was a grassroots no no no, no. don't don't i don't want your pity Cass's was better i i defer i concede <laughs> Yes. So, so they sent out this chain mail phone tree ass. I mean, like, be that, be outside the government office at this time. And so they protested for days. They were like chanting. They were like singing. They, I, I found something that was like they would silence men. So it was a woman-led protest, and they would basically not let men talk. And I was like, I, as a black feminist who's also very gay, I'm like, I'm here for that. Just don't let them talk. Um, they would go around to the like British owned stores and just be like, fuck this. Like they wore traditional clothing and war paint. Um, 
they also follow the leaders who were implemented. So the the leaders that were British implemented, they just follow them around. And they're like, hey, what are you doing? Like, this is bullshit. So just basic bad bitchery, like actual bad bitchery. You said they're wearing um, traditional garments and war paint. Because mm-hmm. the last thing I want to fuck with no. is a bunch of women who are like, we out for blood. Like, yes. You don't fuck with those women. Come yes. on. Yes. At all. Like, they... They were they were hardcore. They were hardcore. So just like as a side note, like my parents' tribe is I could have mentioned this too. So many things I could have just mentioned. My parents' tribe are Yoruba and I almost am like, can I like jump tribes just so I can say that these were my ancestors? Like just bad bitches. Like, I just can I just protect- claim these can I just claim yes. these people? Yes. I feel like, because, that's not like how it works. I feel like I feel like their essence is part of you. Whether they <laughs> were your you. tribe or not. I feel Thank like Thank you. This event really speaks to the essence of Tolu. Honestly, I should have just like, if I could go back in time to two weeks ago and then today when I finished up this board, mostly today, I would have um, maybe just focused on this event specifically. <laughs> but we're here where we're at. This is we're, where we're, we're doing we've, it. We're here. We're chugging along. Okay. So the whole, I think the whole point of me like talking about the first, these riots, especially just to highlight the presence of like just bad governance and police. Um, and so unfortunately about 50 women were killed and it was kind of like known as like a mini war. So that's something that was like obviously terrible. Like there were these women, the um, like police that was created, right? To not help people came in and shot a bunch of women and wounded 50 more. The thing that came out of this though was that then the tax was lifted. There were more like women in power. And this was the first or one of the first riots that was stood up to the british which is pretty cool so led by women black women bad bitches i'm excited if i always get the jump on the game Uh, listen let me tell you something are doing everything first and better yes yes (laughs) and i don't know these women's lives so i'm not gonna tell their stories but oftentimes it's black queer women getting the jump on shit i'm just gonna say listen listen i'm getting excited okay that was the that was the first attack any questions? I feel like I'm in school holding this board. Like any, any, any thoughts? <laughs> any reflections? What do y'all have to say? I'm feeling energized. I'm feeling nervous. What's going to happen next? Yes, yes. If you're feeling confused because I forgot to tell you the years, just kind of it's okay. Just speak up. This I think happened. you did, and I just I tried to write it down. And I think I just wrote it down wrong. So it was no, an no, no, it was no. an error. In... It was an error of the note taker, not of the teacher. Believe in yourself because this believe in yourself trust me because i trust you more than i trust me to give you the dates okay so first riot second riot is the general strike of 1945 so we jumped two years ahead 1945 what i did learn in high school is that was the year that world war ii ended right natalie yes yep yeah cool confirm ding 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 yes i want my prize in the mail um so (laughs) like it's a wool it's a war even in high school is hard for me to say this it's a world war uh-huh. So you Nigeria is involved. Sorry. World war is hard to say. I always say the word war and real world. Like real world. real world road rules. Do you guys remember that? Oh, the real TV world show? road rules challenge? Yes. Oh my god. I would be like, do you guys watch a real the real Did you guys watch a challenge? World. <laughs> I don't know. Did y'all see this is Sorry, I just need to throw that in because I say world war war one and two all the time. I wah wah that shit. I will never ever make fun of you for flubbing World War 
or real world road rules challenge because I had a horrible speech impediment until fifth grade and I couldn't pronounce my R's. And so those phrases feel particularly aggressive towards me. So I will never make fun of you for that because I'll always be like, girl, I get it. I get it. So we're you're... all in this together. This is a safe space for mispronouncing yes. R's. Yeah, thank you. You know what? Every Everything that you all have invited me has just been a safer and safer space. <laughs> I also was going to say, Nana, I didn't know that about you. So thank you for sharing. And Cass, I was going to say that I wanted to be on the real world so bad. I and wanted I... to be on road rules. I thought it would be better at challenges. Yeah, no, no, I no, specifically no, no, no. wanted to be just in the real world road rules challenge yes. without having no. to be on a season of either of the shows alone. <laughs> no, I wanted to be in the real world. So I guess this isn't quite what we're talking about. I had my well, no, but I mean, I can tell that about you because it seems like right now you're ready to stop being polite and start getting real. real. Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely, yes. And I'm, you know what? I'm very polite, so I feel like it would have been a good outlet for me to really just unleash. But no, totally, you're a bad bitch now, so you don't need. Yeah, you're a bad bitch. Thank you. If y'all say it every five minutes, I feel like people (laughs) will start to believe it. Subliminally. Is that, is that what sublim- No, never mind. Okay. General strike of 1945. Where are we? So essentially, world, war- world, world, real world, road rules two happened. Nigeria had to like put a lot of effort um, into it, especially because, of course, the British ruled, right? And British played a huge role in, in WW2. And so cost of living was high. Salaries became low. Workers were upset at it. They were like, what is this? Like, why are y'all <laughs> essentially lowering our prices? Um, and the government really didn't have anything to offer. So the workers were like, hey, can you <laughs> up our prices? And the government and the colonial world was like, no, we cannot. And they were like, great, that sucks. So they came together in May and they had an ultimatum to increase wages. Um, and they were like, we want y'all to increase our wages. If this doesn't happen by June 21st, we're going on strike. And the government came back and essentially gave them like pennies to what they wanted and I, don't ask me for amounts like i was trying to look for this and i couldn't figure it out i was like please this is not a math show but essentially just imagine shit's bad you ask for more money the government's like here you go and you're like what the fuck is this so leaders kind of came together and on june 21st of 1945 for 45 days folks went on strike protested very similar not similar to the women's march cuts a very women's march oh my god to the Abel women's rights cuts a very particular thing but definitely marched sung uh, there was police presence um and the leaders had to call off the strike actually which is really sad to save jobs because then places were like we'll just kind of fire you and hire people who are willing to work um but this was the second kind of big strike or riot that happened that faced police presence and bad government the last and final one that i'm going to talk about is the aya valley miner strike so now we've jumped in time in my time machine all over the place to 1949 and so just something that's really important to think about i'm sure everywhere but especially in west africa and nigeria coal is just very important like it's a big money maker it's used for war so it was definitely heavily mined for the world world's real world world war ii um and so miners were waiting still to get paid like they were fighting for back pay because they haven't gotten paid for their work and so the police came in of course and they were like what we're gonna do to make things even better is we're gonna take away your explosives and right to work so we're gonna take away your working tools you want to talk about back pay we're just gonna like take away your right to work um and so this is another this specifically is important when i wrote down because this is another instance of like evil tribes coming in 
and like being like this is how we want things to be and then another tribe police force coming in so again just like folks the british coming in essentially messing up things just like causing having tribes mayhem. fight each other yeah just causing causing tribal mayhem coming in saying they want to fix shit just causing more tribal wars by implementing police into other tribes so just just bullshit just bullshit yeah moving the explosives means no work no work means less money so they protested and this protest was um symbolized by folks wore kind of red red cloth on their like helmets wrists they were marching singing and the police came in and killed 21 people and it injured 51 men so these three riots happened between like 1949 there was an increased police presence all kind of like sponsored and funded and kind of meddled because of the british empire so in 1960 nigeria said you know what fuck this we haven't we've had enough and so october 1st nigeria gained independence from britain now when i learned this as a like kid i was like yeah like yes independence like that's and it's exciting but after kind of learning more it's like they gained independence but it was <laughs> it was essentially with Britain say so. Britain was like, yeah, that sounds, you know what, it sounds great. In 1959, they were kind of like, we feel like y'all can run your own shit. So here you go, like you're allowed independence. So it's like, it's it's good things, but it's also like Britain's influence is still there, right? This is Stephanie. And Tux. <laughs> from the podcast Beyond Reproach, a show about political scandals from American history. But it's fun, we swear. The idea behind our show is that politicians and government officials are meant to be public servants. And their behavior should be beyond reproach. But if history has taught us anything, it's that a lot of politicians are total scumbags. So we decided to do a show where we drink period-appropriate historic cocktails while exploring some of the government scandals and shitty politicians of America's past. We are not historians. We're just a couple of drunks who never shut up and love history. We hope you'll join us on Beyond Reproach for some big facts, good laughs, a little bit of swearing, a lot of drinking, and a real good time. America's history is juicy. We just add gin. So just like Britain's influence and colonization left, I wrote down and left a mess, 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 and I underlined it three times. So like, who's going to oh, rule? What does like ruling mess, look then. like? It was, it was a hell of a mess. Just <laughs> Britain Three caused. messes and an underline? Shit, it, and like, it was mess underlined, mess underlined, mess underlined, just a mess. So just questions around like, who's going to rule? What does ruling look like? Are there going to be three governments? Are there going to be three police states, right? Like what's going to happen? And so this is also one of the reasons why I'm like, I would like to transfer tribes because essentially Eastern Nigeria, which was the evil tribe, was like, you know what? This is a mess, 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 three underlines. Like Britain said we can gain independence. We're independent, but still under some of like, unofficially under Britain's rule. Folks are coming in, there's coups, it's just a lot going on. Britain left us a mess. We would like to secede from the nation and create a state called Bifara. We, we wanna go peacefully, goodbye. We don't wanna be here, like the end. And so in 1967, that's the civil war that I talked about like 30 minutes ago. So it was tribes fighting tribes. There was a government blockade. It lasted three years um, and it left like 2 million people dead, mostly Igbos. So when I said like in 1914, what is the name? Lord Frederick Lugard. When I said, I don't wish him resting in peace. Like that's pretty much why, like fuck him. So again, if you know that man, y'all. If you've seen me. this man. <laughs> well, we will have words. Right, yeah. I would like to have. You like, grab him by the cravat and you punch him in the face. <laughs> Excuse me? You grab him by the cravat a... and you, it's an, it's an, it's like an, it's a fancy it's like necktie. It's not a full ascot, but it's, yeah, it's like a, it's a neckerchief. Can I, I maybe as a present for coming on have see 
listen, I took Spanish and I wish I could take both because there are words that I wish I knew that I need to know for moments like this. <laughs> when you say, grab him by the cravat, and I'm like, what the fuck? Mostly <laughs> Spanish learned... is more useful. <laughs> you know, that's true. I wish I could just learn both. I feel like I am all over the place and we're just on side one, but side two will not take as long. Do I, do you have any questions? Well, what so what's I miss? so frustrating just hearing about this and most colonial rule is they invade for, for what, for, you know, mm -hmm. uh, say it Cass for, well, I mean, initially it was for slaves and then it was for mm -hmm. coal. It was for mm -hmm. minerals. It was for mm -hmm. what can we take from this land and make money from? And they're like, we're in charge. We're going to take over here. And then they cause all of this infighting amongst other tribes. And they use that for centuries of, well, we're going to create a police state over here. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to send them into this tribe. So then the tribes are like, oh, I'm mad at this tribe. And mm -hmm. it's fucking Britain over here not knowing what they're doing, puppeteering and just reaping the benefits of the land, the money, the people. And it's yes. like, if you guys are fighting, we don't really care because we're just here for the, the profits. The shit, like the money, the land, the humans. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. And because they can fucking leave. Yeah. But the people there who are now like, oh, first you divided this into little states and then you undivided everything. And now we don't know where we are, who we are, who we hate. And it's, it's just causing mass confusion and mayhem. And then they just get they just get walk out and like ah we're we're done here yes Peace. I feel like that's why I wish we talked about too and again Natalie you can take a shot or ding me if we did I feel like we definitely talked about we definitely talked about Britain and I'm sure we talked about colonization I'm pretty sure that was a word on a on a test Cor correct Natalie maybe I don't know I y'all don't remember anything but I think the frustrating part is that we don't talk about what happens when we don't have what happened before colonization like I was not there but I'm sure. Just like folks in what is known now as Nigeria were doing just fine before Britain and other countries actually came in and like took people for slaves. Like I'm sure people were kicking it, right? And so, and people were definitely just fine before Britain came in, divided the land, undivided the land, created the police, then said goodbye, right? And so I feel like we also never talked about in that high school just the effects on the people they've colonized afterwards too. Um, it's all very saying... statistics-y. Mm -hmm. Britain colonized, then there was a civil war. It's like, well, yes. why did the civil war start? Yes, yes. What did Britain I, yes. do? What tactics did they use to yes. cause all this bullshit? Yes. And no, now we're not just going to pick off to the next subject in school. Let's talk about what happened afterwards. Yes. Or, and I think, too, the reason why I want to talk about the rights is that sometimes we do, but sometimes we don't talk about the complete things that folks like fought for like I think even myself growing up for Nigeria and again my parents are Nigerian like so I don't know where the disconnect they probably told me and I didn't remember as is everything but I think I was like yes independence like 1960 that's not where things started um and even these dates like the the Abba women's riots in 1929 like I'm sure there were things before then like organizing and people popping off and being like fuck Britain so the only that's what I have to say about that the only time we ever talk about what happened after britain left and was like bye is america so we're the only this okay, is good. conveniently oh we live there yeah of course we're gonna fucking talk about it i this is validating because i like i said like i was like if we had talked about this in school no. i'm gonna get up here and call everybody out of their names okay this is all this is a validating podcast a validating <laughs> experience 10 out of 10 would recommend guests come on top of it um, so between the end of the Civil War and 1999, 
Nigeria was under um, what is considered to be known as like a military rule. So military was basically, I mean, we were in a civil war. Military was running ragged, running raggedy, running shit, doing lawless shit, honestly. Like there's not even, I don't even have details, but just basically running around um, and controlling things in a way that's not helpful to citizens. And in 1992 specifically, so I, I don't even know where I'm at at dates, but the military decided it would be a good idea to create something called the Special Anti-Robbery Squad, hashtag SARS. Um, and so the whole point was they were trying to squash robbers and bandits, um, terrorizing Lagos, which is a major city and South Nigeria. And so like, they were just like, people are robbing people. We need a special police force in the police force to catch these robbers. And essentially they were like, just, I mean, I don't like the police. So I'm not gonna say they were chilling, but they were like lower key. They were wearing plain clothes. They were just in their cars. They didn't, weren't armed. They were essentially looking at police monitors, like just being like, Okay, 10, 10, I don't know what you do on the radio as a police, but essentially like 10, four, we, so-and-so is robbing shit and kind of coordinating. And that was specifically in one city, Lagos. But by 2002, it spread to all, like all, basically all of Nigeria. And so officers started to get bold. Like they started carrying arms in public. They started killing folks. There was a lot of sexual assault. And essentially what happens when you get stopped by them is that they, they, I don't know, it's just, I'm just, I don't even know what I'm feeling right now. But they essentially kind of like stop you. They absolutely are policing like blackness and assuming everybody, especially youth with nice things, things have stolen them. So they'll come up to you to be like, your necklace is really nice. And you'll be like, oh, thanks. And they'll be like, you must have stolen it. And you're like, no, I bought it. And they're like, well, we don't believe you. And they'll be like, well, fuck. And they'll be like, well, if you pay me like $500, we can pretend this goes away. So they're just being corrupt. They're being terrible. Everything's a mess. Everything's a mess, mess, mess. And so protests against the police force essentially has started in 2012. There was a 20 year old named Chujoke Olania. And this is where the pronunciation, I have to, I hope I'm saying that right. But he was 20 years old. The uh, SARS essentially arrested him and nobody's seen him since. Basically his family was like, we want to pay to get him out of detention. And they were like, you need to pay more. And they came back with more money and they were like, well, we can't really, it's not a convenient time to see him. Like we don't want, so he's just, essentially they, um, everybody presumed they killed him. They had his family like go to a river where SARS, there was the bodies of people they've killed. Like the family had over 30 bodies. It just was horrible. And so since that time, folks have been like really spreading awareness. Again, the end SARS started like this year in October, which I'll get to in a little bit. Cause we're, it's like, it happened this year, but it's living history right now. So I want to talk about it, but he's never been found. And the person who arrested him and detained him has been promoted to like a special advisory to the government. So a lot of corruption, yeah. a lot of shit. Since 2014, <laughs> folks have been like, we're going to end SARS. We're going to stop SARS. And then they never do. So this is kind That's of, kind like, of we... like the political promise of like, get yes, on our side and just yes. like, oh, but we don't have time or we'll get to that next year. Or and I appreciate you because that was actually a note that I was going to forget. So thank you. Like literally that's what happened. Every year they'd be like, vote me for president 2015. I'm going to end SARS. And then folks were like, oh, hell yeah, we're going to vote for you. And then SARS never gets ended. Yeah. And oftentimes the government would use SARS to do their bidding, they'd, especially during election times, they would be like, maybe this election season is going to get violent. Let's up the number of police that are going to be here and make sure that they brutalize Do you know them. what usually happens when they up the number of police to quell violence? What happens, Cass? It gets more violent! Yes! 
shocker. It's so, it, I would never have guessed that. I would never guess that. Nigeria, America, Crazy. that's just, it's wild. It's wild to me. See, and this is, I, listen, and this is why we have to also just study what happened because history repeats itself. Anti-blackness repeats itself. It's been happening. We don't talk about it. And that's, I mean, it's like, I it's like know. the tag in the beginning. What can history do for you? It can teach you how to not have to go through the shit again. Let's yes. you just have to, you just have to pay attention to it. Yes. And everybody has to pay attention to it too. Like I, ugh. yeah, that's the thing. It's like, just cause it doesn't, it seemingly doesn't affect you directly or you don't like inherently feel like you have this connection to it. You need to pay attention to it. You need to be learning history about things that are outside of your world because I guarantee you they're not and it all comes back. Yes, it's all connected. It all comes together. I'm at kind of like an awkward place at my board because I don't know how to end this story because it's still going on. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know what well, to do. You know, what, I so have... that puts us all in an awkward spot because it <laughs> is still going on, right? Yes. That's I have seven... not on you. That's thank on you. SARS. Okay, thank you. It, listen, it's on SARS. It's on the Nigerian government. I have seven post-it notes. And I don't even know where to go from here because, like, I'm like, how do I end this shit? I think so what's like... kind of going on now? Like, what is the movement like now? Are there, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of like youth getting involved. You kind of mentioned that before. There's probably a lot of, I don't know, like yeah, grassroots, all that stuff. It seems like it's very still in flux. But yes. I mean, yes. if we learned anything about like defund police in America or, or kind of just children today, young youths are just like pissed off. And mm-hmm. they're like, let's get out it. Let's start protesting. Let's. Kids today seem so much smarter about things that they shouldn't have to be, you know, like political things, things like adults are supposed to take care of, quote unquote. And now kids are like, you guys aren't doing it. You guys aren't stopping school shootings. You guys aren't stopping police brutality. Mm -hmm. Now me, a 16 year old needs to go start a fucking rally and a protest to get this shit done. There's so much, I hate to say braver, but that's what it is. Mm -hmm. There's so much more like. If you want this done, I guess we have to do it ourselves. And mm-hmm. it's, to an extent, I'm like, you shouldn't have to be doing that. But then it's also as now an adult, even in my own shallow ways, I was so much more confident and outspoken and brave as a teenager than I am now. Mm-hmm. Like the the things the things that are <clears throat> holding you back, for some people as you get older, the things that are holding you back drift away and you see them as not being as important as you thought that they were and but just the sheer quantity of input if you will on you as an adult as you just everything adding up i don't know well because we always say we want to we want to fix something so you know make a brighter future Mm -hmm. for our children or whatever and usually you don't really see what's going on as a kid you know like i remember when i mean i guess we had you know 9-11 we're not but pre that there's like the gulf war there's all these like wars and stuff Mm -hmm. going on affecting everything that we didn't really know was going on but then like 9-11 hit and we're children we're like oh we're seeing it and then you think of kids today they've they had their 9-11 it was mass school shootings at the same time as environmental destruction at the same time as police brutality at like a lot of i feel like generations have their one big thing and the kids now have all the things of and course it's all they're brave they're like it's already happening yeah. to us this yeah. isn't something that's going to be bad a few years from now 
We're literally going through this shit. And it's all, I feel like it's all, those are all things that are also immediately relevant to them. Whereas for the three of us, 9-11 was a big deal, but we were a couple of kids in Mm -hmm. middle school in the Midwest. So it still Mm -hmm. felt very far away at the same time, even just in New York. That's the thing is like you don't know how you don't know how to wrap up and end this story because it's still going on. If you if yeah, you know how to end, could you please it. end this right now? Could you please <laughs> like just end? Could you just call. end SARS yourself, please? Thank you. Yeah, I actually how- could not because <laughs> I'm one person. I actually so a couple things. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna talk about what's going on right now. I put my board down because I wanted to specifically take a swig of beer and give a shout out to. Gen Z. I I teach or I guess I teach and work with Gen Z right now. They are in I say this in the best way. They are actually the bad bitches that I wish I was when I was in high school. They don't give a fuck. I would like to repeat that these children don't give a fuck. Don't mess with them. They are they will tell you to your face that you are wrong when you are being wrong. They will stand up for each other. They will write manifestos. They I don't even know what they're doing. They're just out in these streets. They're ti- they're like, so, so tired. Especially like in COVID also- times. Nah. They will tell you when you're wrong, when you're wrong. I feel like they're starting to get into this process of when they're wrong, they're like, oh, I was wrong. Let me learn more about it and adjust my position. That's not a bad thing. No. And I feel like we're just starting to see this and it's happening with Gen Z. We, this is nothing, has nothing to do with the seven, last seven post-it notes, but I, um, so I'll keep this very quick, but we had this like summer academic challenge for students and we were talking about how to use the libraries and so like one of the librarians used Christopher Columbus and one of the students was like, we don't like him. And the students were like, why? And the student was like, cause he colonized a bunch of indigenous folks in Americas. And they were like, great, he's canceled. No, they don't even need to be any details. They said, we're having a hashtag cancel Christopher Columbus party and they in the chat just be like yeah fuck christopher columbus yeah we hate christopher (laughs) see they don't care they're like if we hear that some shit is going on we're gonna jump on because they want everybody just to be free i love gen oh listen i love gen z listen that's all i have to say i love they terrify me but in the best Mm way they're anarchists like yeah i'm and in the best way i'm scared of them because i'm intimidated at just how fucking badass and awesome they are (laughs) Yeah, lean into and the also fear. Be- also because teens scare me. And right now that is a generation that is <laughs> teens. And so a, a gaggle of teens is always going to make me feel uncomfortable, even when I was one. So, Hey, Nat, what you been up to during the pandemic? Oh, God. Eating, mostly. Oh, like cooking and eating homemade meals and stuff? <laughs> no, like ordering delicious sweet treats and cakes from ECBG Cake Studio. They make specialty cakes for all occasions. They make wedding cakes, they do custom cookies, they have all sorts of sweet treats you can order and pick up. Don't they also do online baking classes? They do. So I guess I could get more hands-on with my baked good habit. While Natalie stops salivating, you should go visit at ECBG underscore studio on Instagram and their website, ecbgstudio.com. I feel like I've just learned to just realize, I just assume that they're making fun of me and that just brought me peace. You know what I mean? Oh, like, because yeah. <laughs> I've had to go down the hallways and you know, like teens, are, they just are happy to be alive. And I'm like, maybe if I just assume that either they're just laughing at me and that brings them joy and that's fine. Laugh at my shoes. Like, I just assume that they're making fun of me. And I'm that's also brought, now at that you know, age where like, I don't know 
any of your references. Like, I remember, like, making fun of my mom's, like, you don't know who Backstreet Boys are? Oh, my God. And thinking, like, <laughs> she must feel so dumb for not knowing who these five boys who sing together are. And she's like, I don't fucking give a shit. And now I'm 30, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know what those words mm-hmm. mean. <laughs> Your mom had things to do. She was not thinking about them Backstreet she Boys at working. all. <laughs> Everyone should be thinking about the Backstreet Boys all the time. Take it back. Especially because your mom, you call your mom D-Rock, and B-Rock is what they called Brian Luttrell of the Backstreet Boys. And I'm just going to say, they're also still relevant because they never broke up. Natalie has just left the screen. Natalie is now gone. Natalie's had... Oh my god, Natalie just brought... Are those posters? Are those magazines? They're the big playbills. Oh my god, hold on, hold those up again. I actually don't think I bought either of these. I think people gave me these in the last couple of years. Sorry, uh, readers, I had to take a screenshot because... We all know podcasting is not a visual medium, but everyone needs to see that Natalie just pulled out two huge poster things of the Backstreet Boys that she had on hand. This is like, from didn't their, even move. This is from their first tour. I would like to ask listeners and like honestly, just just find me on Instagram and DM me, or just maybe y'all could do a poll. Do people keep things and remember things? Yes or no? Because I feel like I cannot I was tell. Not a keeper. I cannot tell if I'm in the wrong. I okay, want to be I'm that fine. person that's like, I'm gonna keep all my like movie ticket stubs, or I'm gonna collect. Some- no, I have nothing. I have let me, trash let- that I'm like, I don't remember what this is. Toss it. Let me explain something. This one that is from Please. the original tour. Um, the, the this is from the self-titled album for our viewers at home. The front of this looks the same as the album cover, I believe. Um, this was gifted to me. I think at my 28th birthday from my friend Kevin, who just makes a point of giving me very a very strange assortment of wonderful birthday gifts. Um, this one is from the Unbreakable tour, which is the album they put out without Kevin Richardson because he was taking a break to raise his chillins. It was in it was in 08. And uh, I have this on hand because my parents just moved, which means they made me come to their home and take all of my memories out of it. So that is why I have mm. memories on hand. I also have a very cute photo of me as a baby right here, just within grabbing distance. So... Will you These put are that not on normal the Instagram? Things. Oh, I will. I'm taking screenshots of okay, thank you. all of this. So much blackmail going on right now. I peaked as a baby. But we we started talking about um, Gen Z and teenagers and got scared and excited. And got scared. And Backstreet Boys came out and we just completely blacked out. And, and, and Tolu has the back of her poster board up. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was. I feel like that was a necessary pause that we needed to talk about Backstreet Boys. I yes. needed to talk about Backstreet Boys. Backstreet's fact, back, all right? Mm-hmm. It is. I was not allowed to listen to Backstreet Boys. I should take a shot every time I should. I think there's like, that's been the second or third thing. That you weren't allowed so. to do? You can, uh, I recommend that you listen to Backstreet Boys. They actually put out an album two years ago that was actually what? very good. Uh, they are actually back. Men they're, that's what you were saying. Yeah, they are they Backstreet never, Men now. They never broke yes. up. I was supposed to go to... Uh, <laughs> I was supposed to go to a, the, a concert in August, but, you know, now I'll go next year. And um, you should read the Harry Potter books, but you should get them secondhand and not give that woman money. Oh, yeah, I don't. Oh, yeah, that's right, because we don't. 
Because she didn't write the books. They were written by magic, and we don't know who she is. is Oh, my God. That is the greatest way to explain that, because I, Harry Potter is just so important to my soul, but it's tarnished now, but no. It was like, it's like the Mormons, like the golden plates that came down from heaven, and then they disappeared. Yeah. Thank you for that. It's easier just to assume that she, yeah, she had nothing to do with this. Divine intervention. (laughs) But it's not Mm. about that. It's about. It's not about J.K. Rowling. It's about Tolu single-handedly ending SARS right now. No, I can't. So the reason I say no is because I I appreciate the sentence structure because it. Uh, why are there words in my head to just leave on this podcast? It, it like makes it hypes up my bad bitchery. But there's so many like I have like a donate to thing on the bottom. So we'll get to that. Open up your wallets and your hearts, everybody, um, and your minds and your thoughts. Okay, essentially, so essentially what's happening now. So NSARS, hashtag NSARS, um, the hashtag started in October 4th, 2020. It's happening right now. Again, the protest to NSARS has been happening for a while, right? Because folks are missing, SARS are just mistreating folks. I think the thing that I want to highlight, okay, there's two things I want to highlight. First of all, if y'all could donate, no, don't donate to them. I'll tell you why. I want you to donate to them, but they're not taking donations anymore, which is what I meant to say. So essentially, there is something in Nigeria called the Feminist Coalition, and it is essentially what it is. A, a, again, Cassie, were saying, like, black women be doing the things, they be leading the charge, exactly what's happening right now. They asked and took up money globally for folks. Like, they were like, we're giving money away to protesters, we're giving food, water, housing. Um, they are doing an amazing job kind of detailing where that money, like the breakdown. The government was like, this is a terrorist organization. So they shut down their link. And they were like, fuck y'all, we're going to donate through Bitcoin. So that's how they raised some money. Bad bitches. Feminist Coalition. So I think that's the first thing that I wanted to highlight. If folks, they're not taking donations right now. So I think just if folks are listening, just kind of like google them like follow them they have some great up-to-date things the second place that i'm like if you want to open your hearts and your wallets is safe house and they're um it's like safe house so s-a-f-e-h-q-u-s-e so they're providing housing for queer protesters which is pretty great i think this could have been also an episode of what i focused on but nigeria does not have a wonderful relationship when it comes to their queer community members and a lot of great queer protesters and great queer activists are doing the work to talk about ending SARS, but also talking about how homophobia and transphobia leads folks to being policed more, right? Like the police police gender expression. And so they're doing the work. So if folks have money and or folks just at least follow them on Instagram, that would be great. Um, but essentially what happened uh, less than a week ago, actually, like six days ago on the 20th, there was something called Black Tuesday. So on noon, there were protests going on. There have been protests since October 4th. Like people are p- protesting peacefully. Um, and I would just like to add that like peacefully, non-peacefully, people don't deserve to be shot. That's my just humanistic take. But essentially what happened was that the government announced that there was a curfew at 4 p.m. Okay, I want to explain something to you all. Lagos is where the like protesting was happening. There was a curfew. That's the biggest city in Nigeria. Like the end. I think somebody I was at a protest. They're like, it's like the New York of Nigeria. It's huge. If you're, it's like a math problem. Like if you're traveling, if you start protesting at noon and the government shuts down and gives you a curfew at four, how long is it going to take you to go to your house? The actual answer is less is more than four hours actually. Like for some people, because of the roads, it will take them five to six hours. So some folks, they were not going to get home anyway. So folks are like, we'll just gonna stay we're gonna keep protesting we're literally just singing songs chanting like the riots we talked about earlier right like just being singing sitting down just being like we're not standing for this and SARS and bad government like end this policing so the government like cut off the security cameras cut off floodlights 
soldiers kind of walked into the crowd and just started shooting people, like people who were just protesting peacefully. And two days later, the president made a national, President Buhari, who's also going to get fought on site if I see him, along with other people that I've named, made a national speech and said nothing about what happened. So it, it was the Lakey Tollgate Massacre is what it's called. It happened at the Lakey Tollgate in Lagos. So there's just, uh, there's still a lot going on. I think sometimes, like I said, like there's no really clean way to end this because there's just shit has been happening since October, but shit has also been happening, I guess, like since the British rule, since British decided to create like police forces to fuck since shit 1861. up. Since 1861. Since even yeah. before, right? Because even before folks like the British were coming in and stealing folks and enslaving folks and that were indigenous to Nigeria and other African countries. But I think that the reason why, Natalie, I'm like, I wish I could just end SARS myself, but I'm like, I just wanted to take the time to uplift just bad ass folks who are doing things in community because that's the only way that we can get things done, right? And so, again, I really want to highlight the work of the Feminist Coalition and Safe House. Um, again, I'm black, I'm woman, I'm queer, so those two organizations speak to my heart. And the only way that we can do this, I guess, is together, which is sounds very cheesy, but it is very true. Like, my board tells me so. That's how <laughs> things got started. That's how things will end. I mean, that's science. Believe the board. Believe the Listen, board. Listen, I'm going to take a picture of this because there's probably dates I've missed. I don't know where we ended. Like, But, you know, that's all I have. Any questions? Any thoughts? I was, Concerns? I remembered a a tweet that I read. I keep oh, saying Natalie, that. Oh, Natalie, I thought you were about to say, like, oh, I remembered we actually did take a class and study all of this. I don't remember. <laughs> so, I took a sip of my beer just to prepare, because I was like, I swear to God, I've been telling you to tell me. What no, were you no, going to no. say, Ellie? Sorry. No, I, uh, when you're when you were talking about how, yes, it's a hashtag right now, and the protests are reaching a fever pitch right now, but that we've talked about this, and this has been a movement year after year after year i remembered that i saw a uh, a tweet that i thought was just from amnesty international it's amnesty international nigeria and it just says like 2015 sars will be reformed 2016 sars will be restructured 2017 sars will be reorganized 2018 sars will be reformed 2019 sars will be disbanded 2020 sars killed more nigerians and I, I remembered seeing that tweet like a week ago and I was like, that's a good timeline it's, to sum this up. <laughs> it's interesting to see how many years in a row it was just like, oh, we're just going to pull up the thesaurus and like restructured, reorganized, yes. re whatever. And yeah. then it's like, they are killing Nigerians. Mm -hmm. They're getting I, disbanded. Like, I think it, even this sorry i'm so sorry to, i'm just like excited i think even this year they called it they, like this month they were like we're gonna now name it like so us let me let me google my shit together and folks were like great disband them too because like it's still a mess it's still a mess like well, yeah, if it's the same shit different name just like what are you doing and people do i mean governments anyone does it all the time rename something like yeah. word it differently and then people will either everyone's not on the same page like oh are we calling it the same thing like again causing mass confusion and then people are arguing amongst each other and not getting the shit done yeah this is a mess like and it, again like i want to make it clear this is a mess um based off of british colonial rule mm -hmm. and it's also a current mess based off the government in nigeria that's allowing this to happen like just like being like what honestly whatever right like they they know better they are taking money from the people don't even get me started i have a lot of people on my shit list if y'all want to i don't even know like 
I was gonna say help me hex people. You know what? Let me not even do that. <laughs> essentially, essentially, end SARS. Trust in the people and anti-blackness globally. If it I had a sign on this podcast, I would say that. It shouldn't take hexes to no, do that. That's a, it's a very straightforward and reasonable ask. Yeah, it honestly is. It should not. Listen, I'm going to, next protest is going to be on my sign. Also, I don't know how to do hexes, so I'm not the one. Um, I don't want to play along with all that right, shit. Calling but. out to all quitches, whorlocks, mm-hmm. wizards, we need your hexes and your mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. And your donations for the charities yeah. and the people that are yes. helping to end SARS. Y'all, yeah. donate to Safe House, for real. They've been doing the good work. And again, like, not a lot of people in Nigeria even stand up for queer Nigerians. So Safe House, the O is a Q. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spelling. Yeah. We'll put it. We'll put the. the we'll put call. a link. We'll put a link in the doobly doo. Thank you. That posted the episode. Um, Tolu, God damn it! I just love you so much. Thank you for coming Thanks, on. Chloe. Thank you for never leave us. Never leave us. Thank you for sharing some goddamn relevant and important ass history. That's like not history because it's it's like history, but it's like understand the history mm-hmm. and then further understand why what is happening right now is a mess and shouldn't be happening because it should have already been taken care of i appreciate the ever living fuck out of you oh i appreciate the ever living fuck out of both of you too i really like this i also appreciate that y'all let me talk for more than 20 minutes even though i was like it'll take me five to ten minutes to get this done oh no 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 we're like, like that's we're not what happens information we're like it's gonna be great we are going to be interrupting <laughs> you and chatting and you're gonna have plenty of time we trust you implicitly where can people follow and find you and i would say you already told them how they can how they can support hashtag and sars so we'll make sure that that is included in the stuff but where can they find if they've listened to this and they've been like man this tolu taiwo is a dream and i i want to i want to i want to know what that dream is up to uh how can people follow you the dream doesn't do much um thank you they so i'm like looking at my phone making sure that i remember my own name because i would hate to be like follow me on it's not me um so both my twitter and my instagram which is where i post most of do again like um okay let me give context later so my (laughs) twitter and my instagram is tolu taiwo underscore adironke my middle name so t-o-l-u underscore a-d-e-r-o-n-k-e um i uh i'm not an activist and i say that with deep love for activists but it's a very specific work so i retweet a lot of activists that are on the ground um in nigeria and in america too because i mean again like black lives matter hashtag could have been a whole another podcast in itself yeah right? we don't, so we don't have I, we, we don't have our shit together locally either so <laughs> no globally locally anti-blackness it's every it's everywhere that's also my gonna be my next poster so again i don't want to just somebody who's going to school who's black, who believes in the people, who we tweet a lot of activists. So if that's what you're into, that's where to find me. And then, um, like Natalie said, I will provide you all the links with ways to donate and to learn more. Perfection. As always, listeners, you can find us, and I'm sure that we'll be doing a lot of retweeting and regramming of Tolu at SharedPod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you have any questions, corrections, or suggestions, Tolu doesn't want to hear them. She's a bad bitch. Right. I don't have time. I mean, I do. No, no, no. But... You're doing enough. 
but if okay. you have, we always say questions, corrections, or suggestions, because if there is a topic that you love from mm-hmm. history that doesn't get enough page count or play uh, in the, you know, general zeitgeist, and you want us to dig deeper in it and tell that tale, you can send that to us at sharedhistorypodcast at gmail.com. Some of those things may include local things. Cass, like it- our, our little locals. Natalie was like tossing that up to me. I was like, just sitting here. I yeah. thought Natalie was tossing that up to me and I was very nervous. I was like, this is not my job. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what local things? Like how, Natalie? Okay, sorry. Go Cass. <laughs> Um, you can support us on the Patreon if, Natalie, what's the, Natalie, what's the Patreon website? Patreon, patreon.com slash arcade audio. If you go there, you can sign up. Tolu's laughing at me right now. You can sign up to become a patron. If you, I believe if you do the $5 membership, you get all arcade audio podcast content and you will also get access to our low local mini episodes where we talk about Oh, there's a street um, on my um, in my town, and I don't know. It's named after someone, and we'll give you a little bit of history about that local. Maybe a park. Maybe a I don't know Parkway something. You we'll know. do it if you want us to do one of you one of your little locals. You let us know. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll love and we'll love every moment of it. Other than that, as always, please please rate and review. Please subscribing. Setting your shit to auto-download episodes and rating and reviewing are the best things you can do, not only for us, but for any podcast that you listen to and love. And we love you. And so we'll sign off as always. Share you later! Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.